Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everybody jump! 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 Ah, yes, yes. A good Wednesday one and all. Taz of the Moose with you. Happy hump day as we take you through on this Wednesday morning right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. We've got Mike and Pete across the way. Bogus, your updates. We go all coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who found a better way to mortgage so you could focus on making your new house home? Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. That is your number to call. Ralph Russo, Associated Press, covers college football. will join us in hour number two. We'll also talk to uh, Kenny Clark. Green Bay Packers defensive tackle will join Taz and myself, hour number three. So a couple of good guests here on this Wednesday morning. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing awesome, man. Yeah, it's great to have two guests on today. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a, a spectacular Wednesday edition of Taz and the Moose with you, Mark Malusis. All right. Um, yeah, I'm locked in, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. There you yeah. go. A lot to get into. Oh, uh, plenty yeah. to get into. We'll get into the... Oh, Side yeah. stealing the athletic story surrounding sure. the Houston Astros a little bit later on in the program, but we begin it uh, talk a little bit about the latest and greatest surrounding the college football playoff rankings. Round two came out last night, and following their victory over Alabama over the course of the weekend, LSU a perfect nine and zero. They're now your new number one team in the land, according to uh, the selection committee, uh, as they are a perfect nine and zero. Ohio State is two at nine and zero. Clemson moves from. Outside five to in at three at perfect ten and zero is they're just obliterating teams left and right now and they seem to have found their rhythm for Dabo Sweeney Clemson uh, Clemson moves to three Georgia moves from outside to num from number six moves all the way up to number four and Alabama drops from number three down to number five at eight and one Oregon moves up to six Utah is seven at eight and one and then Minnesota following their victory over Penn State. Uh, is uh, at 9-0 and for P.J. Fleck. Uh, they are your number eight team in the land. So there's your top eight teams, Taz, as it got unveiled last night, your latest and greatest around in the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, you know, I mean, interesting. I think there's there's several stories in, in uh, you know, definitely within the, let's just say, the top 13. Uh, team sitting at 13th is an interesting one, and that's Baylor at 9-0. and You know, and you were talking about Baylor yesterday here on our program. Uh, I think that's interesting that they're sitting nine and zero, and they're thirteenth. It's you know I, I understand strength of schedule. I get that. I do. I get that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you know. I mean, we'll, uh, obviously we'll discuss it. Georgia. I mean, I think that's the other story. Sitting at eight one in that fourth spot. I'm not so shocked about that. I think a lot of people might think that Georgia's overrated or Georgia doesn't belong in that spot, um, and maybe Alabama belongs in that spot. We also discussed Oregon maybe being in that spot. Um, you know, Georgia, because it's the SEC. I mean, maybe maybe, it's, maybe that's why they're in that spot. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's definitely a topic of, you know, to, to discuss for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Baylor has got their two most difficult games ahead of them, right? They come right, off the overtime right. victory over TCU, in which they did not look all that impressive. But Matt Rule's done a remarkable job with that program from where it was. I mean, as as bad of a spot as you could step into down in Waco, Texas, uh, after the Art Bryles era. 
uh, and how uh, that completely ran amok and the sexual assault allegations and rape allegations and the like with players and former players down there at Baylor. He steps in now uh, and he has completely revitalized that program. But they've got, you know, in front of them, they've got Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if they take care of business, I mean, Baylor's going to move right up just as you saw the monumental leap by uh, Minnesota following their victory over Penn State sure. uh, over the course of the weekend. Uh, they went from, you know, a team that was sitting there outside the top 10 to now a team that's sitting there at number eight. So, uh, you know, Baylor, if, you know, if I'm a, a Baylor Bear fan or, you know, part of that program or go attend that university, I, I got to think that. As long as I take care of business, if I remain undefeated, um, things will take care of itself. I'm going to be there. I mean, I, I have a hard time thinking an undefeated team coming out of the Big 12 is going to be on the outside looking in when you look at the college football playoffs and not be one of the top four teams. Could be, though. I mean, it could be. Only because, like you said, Big 12, you know, a lot of people scoff on Big 12, the lack of as an overall, as a stereotype defensively with the Big 12. You know, there is that. You know, we've talked about that last year. I mean, there is that that little bit. Of, I'm not saying I agree with that. Well, kind Oklahoma's of, I'm, been there. Right. They they have. I mean, with their offensive, like, like last year with Well, they were there with Kyler Murray. Murray. They were you there know, with, with Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. You know, those are power, power plays. Now with Hurts, another tremendous player. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I, and again, I'm not one of those guys. I'm kind of hate to be on the fence. You know, in like all jobs, you don't want to be on the fence. But I got to tell you, with the whole Big 12 plays no defense thing, I'm a little on the fence on that, I got to tell you. But I could see where if you're thinking about Baylor uh, and you go into the strength of schedule, if you're someone who says, you know what, they, they, they belong at 13th. Actually, you know, they, 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 someone could even say, uh, put, them, put them below 13th. I wouldn't do that because of some of the teams they've played. You know, and, and you know, when you're beating Rice, when you're beating, you know, uh, uh, whatever, uh, Oklahoma State or you, you know, or, they're not playing the power, the power, power programs. But like you said, they will now. Oklahoma and Texas next. So, but their victory um, was it this past week? This victory over TCU was a big victory on the road in three overtimes. I mean, I think for that you got to tip your cap to them to the Baylor Bears. So, I'm sure it helped them get at that 13 spot too. Yeah, I, I have a hard time thinking that an undefeated Big 12 team is going to be out. Uh, I, I I just don't see that happening. Uh, then you'd ever ever right to scream if you're a Baylor because if Oklahoma was undefeated, uh, there would be no way that they'd be let out. Uh, they'd be in, uh, and they'd be all the way in. Uh, so I, I don't see Are that. You, happening. Hold on a second. You saying Oklahoma now or like last year? No, I'm saying, saying Oklahoma. Oklahoma now, like Oklahoma. No, if it, Oklahoma it, was undefeated and they weren't in the playoff, you're saying people would go crazy because. Well, if Oklahoma, well, if Oklahoma was undefeated right now, they wouldn't be thirteen. They'd probably be number four. No, no, I'm, I'm saying hypothetics. I'm saying if, yeah. if you're, you're saying a Big Twelve team, but Oklahoma probably plays a little bit of a more difficult schedule, I would think, than than Baylor. Well, then, then we could go. I mean, if you want to play the game about difficult schedule, Alabama's played nobody. I I've been saying that for months. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I don't mean offline. I've been telling people I know no, that an Alabama fans that same thing. I no, agree. With you. I understand that. I agree. But, but that's the that's the point. Then it's just name recognition instead right, of what you've accomplished right. no, on I, the field. I, I, and I, and yeah, that man. would be my yeah. point. Would be is that I don't think enough, now they have to go undefeated. and They have to beat Oklahoma <laughs> this week, and they're a ten point dog to Jalen Hurts and the Oklahoma Sooners, and that. And that dream could come crashing down easily this Saturday. I mean, we could all see that with Jalen Hurts and, and the Sooners offensively sure, sure, and what yeah. they could do. But I'm, my point being is that if they go undefeated, Taz, I don't think they'll be out. Okay. I think they'll be in. You're probably right. I don't think that 
You could argue a, a one-loss uh, SEC team is more deserving than an undefeated, you know, a Big Twelve team. But I mean, that we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. I, I, I'd be, I'd, I'd really be surprised and stunned if that is indeed the case. But they have to go undefeated, and they've got their most two difficult games right in front of them uh, the next couple of weeks with Oklahoma and Texas. And then get to the other argument, which you mentioned in terms of you know Alabama being at four. You know, that is to me five, on five, uh, five. I, well Alabama sitting at five, but right, right. Well, some say they should, should they be, be at four. Right, Correct. Right, right. right. Um Alabama to me is a team that should not be sitting there where they're sitting. They should be behind Oregon. Um hmm. for my money. Uh I think Oregon, whose only loss of the year was their opening week loss against Auburn, a game that they should have won, yeah. had control of before you saw the Bonics come back. Uh, for the Auburn Tigers, and that was a neutral site game. I believe that was down at AT&T Stadium uh, in Arlington, Texas. So I, I look at the Oregon Ducks, and you know we could debate about schedules or we could debate about resumes, and I understand what Alabama's accomplished in terms of that program under Nick Saban, and we all have a healthy respect for what Saban and that coaching staff has done. But if you watch Alabama this year, in terms of the eyeball test defensively, they're nowhere near they once were. Uh, especially over the last four or five or six years where the defense kind of defined them as a football program. And, you know, I think Oregon's done more this year than Alabama has done. Um, I can understand why Georgia's four. Um, I, I get it. You know, a healthy respect for the SEC. I don't know if Georgia's necessarily as good this year as they were years gone by. They lost a lot of guys to the NFL draft. Um, and I think it's been difficult for them and for Kirby Smart to replace those players with the same players of quality uh, in that lineup on a uh, down-in, down-out basis. I, I, so, but, but you I, have no problem with them at four? I, right now, I don't. I don't either. But I, I, really but I can understand where someone would gripe at them being at four. I just don't think Alabama should be five. Yeah, I, I would have Alabama I, behind Oregon. I, I agree on everything you just said right there. I definitely think Oregon should, should be ahead of Alabama. Oregon definitely has... Had played a better a better schedule. Had just they have a better they have a better uh, strength of schedule. You know, win win loss record on this on their uh, schedule. And I don't know. I mean, it, I, it's Alabama. It's Nick Saban. It's it's a household name. I mean, if you turn any games on, you see Nick Saban on that commercial for the, whatever the insurance company is wearing a light blue blazer or whatever. Yeah, he's all over the thing. It's yeah, a funny is. commercial. It's great. Oh, it it's is, hilarious. Yeah, with the, yeah. But yeah, he's a star. Aggressive. I, mean, I think, right, it, I think right, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's it's awesome. I, I like Nick Saban. Yeah. I say it all the time here, but. He's a massive star. You know, he's a big star. The program is a household name program, but Oregon, and I agree. And that kid, that quarterback Herbert's a really good player, really yeah. a top quarterback. He's going to be a, a top top pick in the NFL, uh, and they have definitely played better teams and battled. You know, p- playing Washington on the road and, and beating them thirty five thirty one is a big deal. That's a good win. You know, getting a win over Cal seventeen seven in the middle of October. Those are those, that's a nice win. They lost to or, or, uh, Auburn early in the year. Okay, that's what they lost to. You know, so I mean, that's and that was a neutral that site was a neutral game, site game in which they should have yeah. won the game because they had a, a lead before. You know, they right. they fell apart in, in the second half a little bit, and Bo Nix played very very well down the stretch for Gus Malzahn and, and the Auburn Tigers. Uh, yeah, I mean. I guess my frustration is, and, and we all, you just ran through it at Alabama. I completely agree with everything you said. Now, the question, the concern I have is, you know, when does name recognition, mm. when <laughs> when do you look at it in terms of, yeah. you know, the college football playoffs sell itself. 
You know, right. they, they really do. Right, I mean, right. if you're a college football fan and there's some areas in this country where college football reigns supreme, Taz, down south, right. we know we get a lot of calls. Sure. Texas, SEC country, you go to the Midwest, Big Ten, you know, Michigan, Ohio, everything like that, where, where we broadcast from in the Northeast in New York. You know, college football doesn't reign supreme, right? right. It's not that huge of a storyline no. because there's no great Division One program in the area. Even when Rutgers was really, really good – you know they were kind of you know they were a nice story, right. but they were it making noise. They were, they were making some they were noise. making noise, Taz. But it's not like they captured the imagination of the city. It's no. not like people were walking around wearing Rutgers hats. No, there weren't people around going right. War Eagle like yeah, Alabama or Auburn. And, the, Auburn, you and know? the same thing yeah. rings. The same thing rings true when you talk about college basketball. Now, when St. John's is good, St. Oh. John's there's a lot of fans mm. for St. John's basketball in New York City. I remember years ago, yeah. man, like big, when they were like. When they were legit, they when were. The, it was hot. Yeah, man. when they had when they had <laughs> yeah. Walter Berry and yeah. Chris Mullen. Oh God, even right. at, even after that, when when uh, when Mike Jarvis had that team going, they yeah. had Ron Artest and Bootsy right. Thornton and, and Eric Barkley, man. Right, were. Omar Cook. I mean, that was uh, they were they were a really good program. They but yeah. overall, Taz, you know, there people aren't locked in to St. John's or college football, uh, college basketball or college football right, like right. they are down south, right? So. I guess my question is, when you look at name recognition, we look at Alabama, you know, when the frustrating angle to me is, when do you just start to, if they want to tell me, well, we're going to go look at it week by week and everyone's resume is being judged and right, we look right. at everyone like, you know, like a new season every single week when we're doing these rankings. If that's the case, how do you come off that game Saturday at home where Alabama loses to LSU? And I understand how good LSU is. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, you, and then you say, well, what I saw there, they're a top four team in the line. Maybe offensively they are. Right. Uh, right. But at one point in time, they were down, I mean, they were down 33 13 at home at yeah. the halftime. I, I was told you, I was at, that, I was at the AW no, no, show. And I, I was looking Gibson, yeah. and I saw, I was Over watching. Arn Anderson show. Yeah, I was actually. Yes. And I'm like, man, they're really getting smoked here. I couldn't believe it. And, and, uh, and everybody in that room, and JR was in that room, everybody was rooting for LSU except JR. He was like, I got no dog in the fire. I like to see Alabama win because he's OU Jones, but that's all another story. Just to circle back on something for people that don't are not familiar with the tri state area, to what you said, Moose, about college football in this area. Some people might be listening if they're living in Lincoln, Nebraska. Maybe they're living in, in somewhere in a small area of Nevada and they've never been on the Northeast. And say, what about Syracuse? You guys have Syracuse. So I don't think people realize that Syracuse is way upstate. Four hours away. Yeah, it's way upstate New York. Yeah. It's not part of the tri-state area. And that's yeah. four hours with no traffic. Right, right. Exactly. You know? Yeah, which you're going to hit. Which you're going to hit. Right, right. So no, I'm just saying some people might think. Yeah, right. Oh, think about Syracuse. They still do the thing with their New York's team. They not them. really. They, no that more. was the old athletic director. That's they got Buffalo rid of that. Bills do that now. Yeah, right. They know yeah, well, buddy. but. But they did. They put up billboards and everything yeah. like that in New York City. It just didn't play. I no, mean, it just didn't. I mean, but you're right. I mean, it, but my point being with the whole Alabama question right, is right, right. they're sitting there at five, and I think they're sitting there on five based on past achievements, not what they've done this year. Right. Well, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're the fifth best team in the country. And I Tua's think, got a lot of attention. Well, he, it's, it might be dying down a little, but Tua was the right, right or wrong. I mean, he, no doubt, hype, hype, Jones. I mean, you no know. doubt. But it, Taz, I'll tell you, is you need to tell me, okay, for argument's sake, if I'm just judging two programs based on accomplishments, Minnesota hasn't accomplished more this year than Alabama has. They have. 
Yeah, they I have. I hate to say it. It's you tough know? to even people understand what we're saying, but they have. But they have a count. If I'm going to judge it just based on week to week, Taz, Minnesota, I'll tell you, I'm not telling you that I think they'd actually beat Alabama head to head. That's a different story. Right. But if I'm looking at the resume of the program, right. I think Minnesota's accomplished more than Alabama has. I, I am not going to argue with that. You know, I think Oregon, as we just went through, I think Oregon's accomplished more to. than Alabama has. And I don't want to nitpick and just poke fun, poke at Alabama here. But no, we're not Alabama haters. No, and, and that's no. A Fact, we're, not. we're not at all. But the point being is that if you're looking for all these programs to continue to progress and grow and get better, you can't can continue to just give the Alabama and the Cle- just the benefit of the doubt. They right, didn't give right. Clemson the benefit of the doubt week one, and people were outraged. And right. you know what? We said we think Clemson should be at number five. They sit where they sit. You know, they, they probably are the fifth best team in the land. Now, worked out. Alabama lost. Right. And, and Penn State lost. Penn State dropped precipitously in the in the. But I, I, my frustration is, how do you expect these other programs to continue to progress and get better where even if they go undefeated, the one loss team that's a recognized, established program is still getting the benefit of the doubt? When do those programs get the benefit right. of the doubt? Uh, how much more? What is Minnesota? They just beat Penn State. Nobody, you and I, we <laughs> never thought they were going to beat Penn State. No. And they, and they <laughs> no. led that game pretty convincingly. Why doesn't Minnesota get the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I know. And it's because, and I know it's a rhetorical question, but it's. Right, they're Minnesota, that, and that, and and they're in the Big Ten. I I like Big Ten football. I always have. They're six zero in the Big Ten. They're first in the West of the Big Ten. They're nine and zero overall. Okay, and now that they're, they're they're coming up on going the road uh, uh, against a tough Iowa Hawkeye team that's six and three. Iowa is tough at home at Kinnick. They are tough at yeah, home. You're right. They really are. And I know you cover Big Ten a lot with Rutgers, so you know where I'm, where yeah, I'm going. Yeah, I was a good team. Yeah, no. So if they and they are go, very difficult at home. They are, right. dude. They are. If, they, if Minnesota, if they can go into, into Kinnick and beat Iowa, I mean, right now people are definitely buying into Minnesota for sure, and you should. They're sitting now at eight, uh, which is a nice jump for them. But, you know, they win. And let's say, for argument's sake, I mean, you know, somebody else above them loses. I don't know who would lose. Probably not Oregon. Definitely not Alabama. Georgia probably not. But I'm just saying, like, it, you know, you got to look at Minnesota more and more each week. They could win out here. Oh, they could. You I know? mean, you're you're uh, you're not wrong about that. And and that was, uh, you know, that they could. I mean, they've. I mean, Fleck has done an. I mean, he's done really an done amazing job. job. He really has. I mean, there's there's no question about it. At Taz. I, I, I guess I, I don't want to get all kind of hot bothered when you look at these rankings because you still got a ways to go. Not all, all that long, but you still got right. some, some time to go here um, in, in well, the college football regular season. Well, I guess I get frustrated because I'm looking at it and, and I look at Alabama and I just don't think this Alabama team is that, that great of a team. I think they're good. Yeah. I think there's things to like about them, but I don't think they're all that great. I mean, and you could have a Minnesota team where it's at Iowa, at Northwestern, and then home versus Wisconsin. If they beat Iowa, Northwestern's a terrible team. Oh, They're going to destroy Northwestern. Yeah. And then it's going to come down to a home <laughs> game at Wisconsin. If that team's sitting at 11-0 on November 30th, taking on Wisconsin, if they go 12-0 and in the regular season, Taz, there should not be a debate in terms of where they sit in these college football rankings. There really shouldn't be. Mm. They should continue to move up the rankings, no? Well, no, no, I totally agree. And I do think... Uh, well, you know what we got to do when we come back? Maybe we can have a little shot about Clemson, too. Let's do it. You know, they're, they're sitting there at three. We got to talk about Clemson a little bit. We got a lot to cover with college football. We got the little baseball action going on. We got about five or six guests today. Ten guests. How many guests we got? Oh, Nine? Two. Two oh, guests. Two guests. We got like Kenny Clark from the Packers, Ralph Russo, College Football. I thought we have like eight or nine. No, we don't have eight or nine guests. We don't have that long of a show. We only have nine segments.
People know what I mean. The I people know here Tara. know what I mean. I know, yeah. Yes, I Inside know. Inside Joe Jones. I know. Not really joking, just more anger. Don't right. be angry. Let's have a good show. Oh, we're, gonna, we're, we're already having it's a great Taz, show. It's Taz, it's Moose. It's a Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, and CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more. On your car insurance. Taz, you brought up Clemson. Yeah. Went again to them a little bit as they're now the uh, number three team in the land. A yeah. perfect 10-0. and 0. And one thing you'll see about Clemson is this, is they're starting to take teams behind the woodshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were up, I believe it was 28 nothing after the opening quarter this past week against North Carolina State. I think they led the game 42 nothing at the half. Um, they absolutely destroyed. Now, the Wolfpack aren't a particularly good team. We understand that. But... Uh, they're starting to find their rhythm a little bit here uh, for uh, for uh, you know for the Clemson Tigers for Dabo Sweeney. Um, That's our guy. That's our yeah, friend. That is our guy. Joined us uh, last year after the national championship and and the like. Um, and good man, he's done an unbelievable job with that program. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about motivation. Certainly, Clemson looked ticked off. Yeah, and played ticked oh, yeah. off this past Saturday. Now they move up as you would expect after the losses by Penn State and Alabama. They move up to three and. They're starting to find themselves and starting to resemble the Clemson Tiger program and the Clemson Tiger team, even though the names have changed, some of them, mind you, right. um, that we have seen here the last three, four years. Yeah, no, I agree. And they, they, they definitely have – I mean, they, they play some some cupcake teams too. They but do. But no all, all these teams do. But you're right. They're, they're, you know, they've got some dominant wins on, on their schedule. It's the ACC. And sometimes people will scoff on the ACC. And they got Wake Forest coming up right now. Wake Forest is a good team. They're sitting at 7-2, and two, but – they're gonna get smoked uh, by Clemson. So Clemson, yeah, they could. Um, they're another program that looks like could definitely win out for the most part. I would think, right? If I'm looking, they got Wake Forest and they got South Carolina, right? Yeah. Who am I missing? That's it. And that's the end of the regular no, season. No, that's right? it. They only got two games left. Two games left in the regular right. season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so they uh, and you know their bye week comes late. Their bye week comes Thanksgiving week, the 23rd. Right. Uh, as most teams have had their bye, or some teams have even had double buys, uh, as it's uh, you know a 14 week slate. Uh, in order to get those 12 games in. Uh, the knock on Clemson, as you hit upon, is this, is the ACC. They're right. the only ranked team right? Yeah. in yeah. the entire conference. And they're the number three team in the land. And you mentioned, the yeah, whole, yeah I, the I'm 12, not, 25. I'm, yeah, App State is in there. Right. 25. Yeah, so they're, yeah, they're the – That's a good point. Right. The, and and that's the, that would be the knock when you look at the Clemson Tigers. Now there's teams that are winning in the ACC. Yeah, it's not like they're all doormats, but – they're the only ranked team in the ACC. I didn't realize that until you just said it. I'm looking. You're right. <laughs> looking at the list here. You're right. They're the only one. Yeah, so uh, that's where you talk about when you talk about strike the schedule. And people right. are going to say, well, you guys are knocking Alabama. But look, I mean, who the hell's Clemson beating? I well, mean, Clemson's yeah. not beating. I, no, I, I understand that. And But I also don't necessarily believe, and you and I are in agreement here, Taz. 
I don't think the SEC has three of the top five teams in the country. No, you know, no, I, I think that's a little top heavy when I look hop, at yeah. when you look at Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Three of those teams being in the top five in the in the nation. Mm. I don't necessarily think they deserve that. I, I'm not saying Alabama needs to be ninth or tenth or eleventh or twelfth, or that Georgia doesn't deserve to be in the conversation. I think they're in the top five. But I, you know, we talked about Minnesota and Oregon, and you know, you can even throw Utah into the mix. Yeah, you know, I I think there's more of a competitive balance this year than maybe years gone by. Yeah, no, I, excuse me, I definitely think there is. I think we said earlier, there's no there's no debating who number one is. LSU both oh, deserves yeah, okay. their they're the most well rounded, most dominant team. And speaking of well rounded and dominant, uh, look who just walked in here. Yeah, Andrew Bogan. Yeah. Yeah. Thought that was a gut dominant. reference. Well, here's the problem. Speaking of gut. I wanted to get, uh, Moose, you don't know what happened. No one here knows because I didn't share it with anyone, but I'll tell you, Moose. I'll direct it to you because you're the oh, co-host. just me. Okay. Yeah, I actually thought we were going to talk about Clemson after Andrew, but that's okay. We didn't communicate well. That's fine. Offline. Well, it's fine. I, I wanted to go on and on about it. We can go on and on. We got time. <laughs> so anyway, I was going to go into... You got all the time in the world. I was going to go into Starbucks. Until 9 o'clock. I was going to go... I was going to go into Starbucks. You know what I mean, Bush. And I was going to get, I wanted to get a, a little muffin, like a little sugar <laughs> top muffin. Wife. Like one of those little muffins, you know, like Sugar Top Jones, whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about? The little sugar on it, like yeah, chunks so, of sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Like a blue, what is it? You know what it is, anybody? A sugar muffin. No, a blueberry. Like, like a blueberry, blueberry. crumb? Yeah. yeah, something with the sugar chunks. I like that. Oh, the blueberry crumb. And I'm walking down the street, and for those that don't know, here in New York City, it's Freaking freezing today. What, I mean, see a rat? It's, it's, no, no rat. I don't, I don't sweat rats. And it's really, really cold. Like, really cold. A Poland spring picture. bottle of urine. No, it's cold here. I'm trying to let people know in Florida or California how cold it is here. Yes. So it's really cold. So I'm, I'm all, you know, I got all my, my hunting gear on. I got my camo on. I got my winter hats. Right. I got my gloves. I come up. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm walking. I'm like, I got a nice hot cup of coffee with my famous thermos with me. And I'm going to get this muffin mousse. Mm. I'm getting a sugar top muffin. Mm. And as you know, mousse. This Starbucks here is a giant glass window. So what I do is as I'm approaching the Bucks, the Starbucks, I survey it. I see who's in there. Mm. And do I want to go in there? Do I not? That's my gimmick. There are certain people that I don't want to see because a lot of people that early in the morning that work in this area or this building or on this floor go in that Starbucks. They do. And I'm not the most sociable guy that early. Who do I see? Between the glass, Andrew Bogus. Nice. Good for him. Getting a cup of coffee. You know what I did? What's that? I made a right. There, yeah, I did not go in. He did not go in. A little too much to deal with that. Nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. A little too Wednesday. much to deal with Andrew. With Why? His... You don't have hey, to... how are you, pal? Hey, this is Andrew Bogus. Best of friends. It's a little too much because he's, all, he's over the top. He knows I'm not into like the old... So why don't you do a mobile order right now? My, I'm sure Mikey B will pick you up your muffin. Well, because I, I probably don't need the muffins, a lot of calories, so it's called discipline. So, I mean, I, I knew I shouldn't have ate this anyway. Mm. So, I, I once I saw Andrew, I'm like, you know it what? It was a sign. It was it's a, a sign. sign. You're welcome. Yeah, sign you helped God. my waistline. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. <laughs> it's a really roundabout way of thanking me for helping your life, but I accept your, your thank you, and I appreciate you're it. You're telling me you guys don't survey the glass. That's no, what I call it. if I want it. a cup of coffee, I go in and get a cup of coffee. You'll yeah. survey. Yeah, I can see Mike surveying. Yeah, you're surveying. Got yeah, it. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. So if you see if you see our boss Mark Chernoff in there, yeah, I'll go get a cup of a, coffee. Getting like a ham. If I want stock, a cup of coffee, you're gonna, gonna go in there. Get a cup of coffee. Not me. It's you know it doesn't mean you have to sit there and and strike up the most <sighs> heartfelt conversation. You can I don't want any communication. Nothing well, until I, I have a microphone in front of me. That's well, I'm well aware of that. 
That's how I am. You know that. I, yes, I know that. I understand. I would not expect that to change if you entered a Starbucks, even if you saw Bogus or Chernoff or Bisegla. The one person that it would, the one person would change would be Bilotti. You'd walk in the room, you guys would be start Different talking star. about wrestling. He's my, he's a really close he'd, friend. He'd of mine. practice grips, <laughs> grips. <laughs> you'd throw him to the ground. It's okay, uh, for Starbucks. Starbucks you know, would never the know. Venti dark roast strip. Hang on, Pete. Let me get uh, you. Bilotti would stuff. reminisce about <laughs> 1960s wrestling. He does do that. Like he well, goes, uh, he goes way back. Oh, he sometimes. goes deep. I know. He, he's the he's the yeah. wrestling historian on CBS Sports Radio. Where followed, does that get you? Not so sure, but he is that. But he's the guy. I I, I followed the new Twitter yesterday. Where did I do this? Where did I give someone the rub? But I followed a Pete. You might be followed. It's called. 80s wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on that. Yeah. You follow it? Yeah. I just started following yesterday. Why? Where have I been? I mean, that's the, where they have the great, great pictures. I'm not just in the business. I am the business. Let's the, be honest. They have like the great photos, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Twitter the books. macho man. Yeah, they got all guys. Yeah, yeah it's great. Greg Valentine, yeah, Steak Roberts. The Hammer. Yeah. The Hammer. That would be a good nickname for Andrew Bogish if he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> the Hammer. Andrew Bogish. Mm. I don't know if that's Classic fits. toy hammer. Not when you compare him to Greg the Hammer Valentine. No, no, I knew nail. Greg. I knew Greg. Greg, yeah. Greg would work Greg had Andrew's like ass. basically the Iron Man's chin. Yeah, too. no, he did that square jaw. Yeah, that square jaw. That, that, he was a tough. You started calling man. him the Hammer. Huh? I knew Greg, but tough dude. He would. Re- you, there's no way Andrew Andrew could beat up Greg Valentine. No, of course not. No way. I mean, he's Andrew, the Hammer. He, he would beat your ass. The he l- probably still could. I love yeah, how, I'm sure I he love could. How you, everything has to come down to a fight. Like, Bogus came on and made oh. some declaration that he would kick Greg ha- right. the Hammer Valentine's rear end in his prime, which he never said. He was like, you, he would beat. Yes, that's his job. I know. I know my I would imagine. I would imagine Andrew Bogus, who's never wrestled in his life, I would imagine that would be easy prey. Yeah. Andrew He's also 5'9". Maybe. <laughs> he, could, he could read. We don't know. Listen, I... You're right. Most sometimes I do do that. I think of everything as a brawl. I just got out of the wrestling business. This is why. I mean, no, you no, no. That's not true. That's not true. Come well, on. I'm back in now. I, I understand Swazi, you're back you know? in. No, no, I understand so I'm ready, that. I'm ready but for fighting. Well, nobody. It's the the defensive nature when it comes to wrestling. Like we're all challenging guys' toughness and manhood. <sighs> that's how the locker room is. I understand, but we're not. We're ass. not in a you wrestling so? line, right? Bilotti's Bilotti's your buddy because he never. He, you know, he's very approachable. You talk wrestling. You yeah. reminisce. And you never feel like Bilotti could ever challenge a wrestler. He wouldn't. He couldn't. No. None, none of you people could, to be honest with you. We're I hate missing, to be rude. We're missing the money here, though. What's the Greg money? Greg Valentine doing updates. That that would be. Now, that's best. money. That is money. That is. That's a good job. That would be great. <laughs> See, those are the things that uh, Pete Bilotti, and I talk about. Uh, Bilotti, um, I, that is not true. He's a creative director, this guy. That, he's that he's is, an untapped talent. That is not true. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, he does, does impersonations. Bilotti's right now updating uh, the world on Charlotte Flair's uh, whereabouts in India. She's making an appearance. Yeah, I didn't know that until Moose told that, me. That's yesterday's news. Wow. See? This is what you got to <laughs> But here are the things that Moose checks on Twitter, apparently. Oh, I follow her on Twitter. I right. like Charlotte Flair. She had her on as a guest. I know. know. Yes, I understand yeah, that. So Moose, Moose covers all the guests here. He makes sure she, that... Uh, she had a horse voice and all. She did. She sounded like she was under the weather. It's very tired, weather, exhausted. Yeah, yeah but the, you keep on but grinding. But she did a great job. Keep on grinding just yeah. like we do here every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Bo- keep on grinding. Bogus is here. Bogus, what's up? Hey, oh, thanks, God, Taz. Andrew, yeah, grind, take, away, Andrew, <laughs> grind away, Andrew. Grind away. Grind away. Grind away. Try. Happy Wednesday. Hey, Go thanks, ahead, Andrew. Guys. That's your cue. Take it away. And here's your report. It is sponsored by the NFL, who invites fans to participate in Huddle for 100. Fans are encouraged to volunteer by getting out, getting active, 
and improving their local environment. Visit NFL.com slash huddle for 100 to learn how you can get involved. Evansville men's basketball not verified on Twitter. Maybe it's time for the blue check uh-huh. mark after last night at Rupp Arena. Maxi with four. Three seconds. Elevates on a three. It's an air ball. Wow. And the Aces have gone the road to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky and stunned the number one Wildcats 67-64. They shot college basketball on this Tuesday night. What a win for Coach McCartney has returned to Kentucky. As heard on the Evansville Radio Network, former Kentucky star Walter McCarty as the Purple Aces head coach. Kentucky had won 52 in a row at home you know, against unranked teams. I just want to say it's a, actually a natural natural segue uh, for anybody. You know, we have a lot of wrestling fans listening to the show. We were just talking about wrestling. Now you mentioned Evansville. You know, and it's a, this crazy victory that happened. You know, very big history with pro wrestling in that little town, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, for those that are wrestling fans. Like just, what? No, there is because the Memphis Territory... Okay, would run, would run wrestling there for a lot of years. Uh, Nash, you know, back in the day, uh, so there was a lot of wrestling through Evansville. I worked there years ago. Okay, yeah, there was. Yeah, it was uh, actually. I'm not saying it was a hotbed. Pete the Body made a face like either he passed wind or he, he threw up in his own mouth. What's your no, problem? I'm just listening. I'm listening. I, the, uh, I don't know too much about it. Yeah, yeah he doesn't agree know. with you. Uh, well, he made, that's the face he made. He thinks you're wrong. No, it's six thirty-five in the morning. Pete's just trying to you know get himself yeah. going a little bit. Rev the engine. You know, do your research, Pete. You know, I actually, you might think you're an expert. Okay, as you sit home like a mock. Okay, but I actually laced up the boots and busted oh, my boy. body up. Uh, yep. Here we go. Right, let me stop. Let me shut down. You're right. I'm sitting here. Here we go. I know you're right. Tell Andrew to go ahead. Tell Andrew to go. Because I'm always like, crazy. I'm just going to turn my mark. back to the show. The I'm going to control I'm, room. All right, I'm Andrew Bo. Here we go. I'm doing the Andrew Bo. Smart move. The college football player. But great win for McCarty, who's on one of the most talented Kentucky teams. That 96 Kentucky team was absolutely loaded. Tony Delk, Ron Mercer, Walter McCarty. Uh, that team was that took down Syracuse in the national championship game at the Meadowlands. Um, so good for Walter McCarty. That's a hell of a win. What's Great. the historical nugget of that Final Four, the '96 Final Four? Uh, that is the that's the last arena yes. Final Four, the last time. Wow. Yes, that's the last Very time the, the because the uh, the tickets were so obscene on the secondary market. Because well, the final four was Mississippi State, Syracuse, UMass, and I was Calipari and UMass with Marcus Camby, and I was Syracuse with John Wallace and Syracuse, Otis Hill, JB Reefsnyder, uh Lazarus Sims. Uh but that was the last arena. I had guys when we were up at Syracuse at the time, we had scalpers literally waiting outside of uh of uh of of halls, of living halls out <laughs> up up there really? in Syracuse. Yeah. Awesome. I got offered <laughs> me and my friends got offered five grand a piece. For our tickets. Ooh, I would have taken that. Yeah, for a college kid. Five like, grand. Here you go, sir. Yeah, yeah we got <laughs> offered we got offered five grand a piece. So we had uh I think me and six of my buddies, we each got strips to the final four. Uh and you had a run right after they got to the final four, you had to run, get a wristband, and then they drew a number to when then they started to get tickets and we all got tickets, which was great. Basically, immediately after that, and I think it had to do a lot with Kentucky, and obviously, and being an arena, but you had scalpers all over the Syracuse campus. That's I'm crazy. sure it was cased down in Starkville, Mississippi as well, Mississippi State, and right. Lexington, and Kentucky, and you know, and UMass too, but uh, last arena Final Four, that was it, out at uh, the old Brendan Byrne Arena, yeah. which 
is a, it's amazing that you hosted a Final Four. Yeah, that building. That is crazy. You're right about that. That's true. Uh, the college football playoff rankings. Now I don't want to bring up. I'm not allowed that I actually wrestled in of that course, building. We, we assumed that you wrestled in every building too. we discussed. Yeah, right. I, mean, I actually have. Yeah. No, I, no, I actually right. have, Andrew. I know okay? you have. Well, man, yeah. We can't talk about anything else other than when all the harkens back. wrestling tyrants. It's bad. That's where the Nets played years. You yes. know, I normally. And the Devils. Yeah. That's right. I normally don't bring up wrestling ever on the show. No, never. And You'd forget who you were I, most I, days. I, I wish I could forget sometimes. <laughs> I think you guys wish you could forget sometimes. No, but that's no okay. we all remember. That Final Four, I, that final four I paint, painted my face blue and orange. Oh, no. You're, you're one of those. <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, no. Is there a video of this somewhere? No, please. Oh, I no, think they're facing You're like, I what's did. his name from Seinfeld? I the did. De- Devils! I did. Well, we, we, I name? did. So you know, after, yes, yeah, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So when, funny story, though, I was in the men's room watching it after the Syracuse won their their game. This was the this was the regional set. This was the semifinals, the national semifinals. Washing the paint off my face, right? <laughs> now, we over is going to take this, dude. No, you so have no idea what's going to happen. I look up. <laughs> I look up, and who's behind me? He goes, can I just wash my hands? Billy Baldwin. Get out. Oh, my God. That's funny. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) sure. Sure, you can wash your hands. blue and orange acrylic paint all over the sink. He's like, nice face paint. I'm like, thanks. Congrats on the win. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. I'm like, backdraft was great. Uh, Thank you very much. Why did you just, why did you wash it and make sure wash it off on camp at the, when you went back to the, the, the gimmick, to the room? No, because you're going we, out. No, so we, yeah, you go out and on. Uh, no, oh. no, it was wash. Right. It was a bedroom, it was a sink. All right. All right. I got it. was you. a I funny you. story. Looking up, so like, hey, there's Billy Baldwin <laughs> looking and wash his hands as I'm using them sink. Uh, <laughs> all right, funny. Andrew, you got uh, anything else? LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Georgia number four, Alabama all the way down to number five in the new college football playoff rankings. In the NBA last night, Bulls rookie guard Kobe White went nuts in the fourth quarter against the Knicks. Josh finds Kobe again. Uh, that's Stacey King and Neil Funk on NBC Sports Chicago. Mm. White drilled seven threes in that fourth quarter, 27 points total in a 120-102 Bulls victory. The San Francisco Giants hire Gabe Kapler as their new manager. Mike Schilt of the Cardinals, Rocco Baldelli of the Twins, your managers of the year. And now I'm done. All right. Thank you, Andrew. We'll get Thanks. into the latest news surrounding Colin Kaepernick as one step closer to the National Football League. Is he? We'll find out. We'll discuss. We'll talk about it. That comes your way next. It's Taz of the Moose on this Wednesday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to ask the pros. Where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices. Every single day. So it's been a while, obviously, and uh, yeah. since we've seen Colin Kaepernick in the National Football League playing quarterback or on a team, um, and we've been down that road in terms of the conversation, the reasoning, and you know the lack of reasoning in terms of why he's not in the NFL. Mm. Uh, and we've both said, you know, he should be in the NFL. He's one of the you know top sixty-four quarterbacks in the country. Sure. And you know, on Saturday, 
he's going to get uh, the NFL's arranging, uh, you know, a workout, a public workout for NFL teams where he's going to work out down in Atlanta. He didn't want to do it on a Saturday for some reason, but it's going to be on a Saturday nonetheless. And I understand other teams have, you know, you bring guys into workouts all, you know, throughout the course of the week. So, you know, maybe they could have done it during the course of the week, but it's going to be on Saturday down in Atlanta. Teams are going to have an opportunity to, you know, see Colin Kaepernick go through a workout and also interview him. Uh, we'll see, you know, who's there, who's working them out. We'll see the conversations and if Colin Kaepernick uh, gets back into the NFL afterwards. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. I personally think it's good. I mean, and Kaepernick, uh, he tweeted that that he's looking forward to the opportunity and stuff like that, and seeing all these GMs, uh, whoever GMs are there, and coaches in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in Atlanta. <clears throat> excuse me, like you said, it's a pro day at the end of the day. That's what he's doing. It's basically a pro day. If you think about it, that's what he's doing. I mean, it's ready to see a guy his age. Yeah, what is he, early 30, like 31, 30 years old, whatever the heck he is? He's pretty young, I know, but like in football world, he's like 31, 32. It's a, that's what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a pro day for a guy that's... Uh, Do you think it's a publicity stunt? He's 32, by the way. What's that? Do you think from an NFL perspective, I'm not talking about from a Kaepernick perspective, I'm talking about from an NFL perspective. Do you think for them, maybe publicity stunts uh, the wrong terminology? I get but, where you're going. It's but do you think it's a like case Like a feel-good, not feel-good, like, you know, doing the right thing. Well, doing the right thing. doing the right well, thing. Well, saying it's it's not our fault right, if he right. doesn't get signed. Right. We right. gave we gave him an opportunity. opportunity now, yeah. it's a, it's obviously, we're looking at, I mean, a lot of time has passed has sure. since, he, since he suited up and played for the San Francisco 49ers. I mean... You know, so it's been a large amount of time. He's not signed on, latched on with any other team. When we've gotten to the rationale and reasoning why, I guess my thing is, is it's a scenario where the NFL is setting this up. Do they do it for any other player? No, they have not. You know, I don't think they've ever done this for any other NFL player or ex-player or a guy trying to get back into the National Football League, right? right I mean, those right. guys are kind of left to their own wherewithal in order to try and work their way back into the league. Now, Kaepernick has tried that. It hasn't worked. Is this the NFL kind of saying, well, you know, obviously there was that lawsuit. That lawsuit got settled. Um, you know, is this a case of the NFL trying to kind of put it out there publicly? Well, we set this up for him. If nothing happens now, we did right. all we could. We washed our hands with it. It's we'll out of our, our hands. It's yeah. out of our hands. If a team doesn't sign them now, what do you want to – what else do, would you yeah. like us to do? We can't do anything else. We provided a forum for him – for teams to come, one spot, Atlanta, you know, send some scouts, send some personnel guys, send general managers, whoever the hell you want to send, watch them work out, interview them, talk to them, see where he stands, see if you want to bring him aboard. But if no one decides to sign him, you know, we did all we could. Right. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. I, I, I never thought of that, to be honest with you. But, and, you know, NFL is going to have an agenda with a lot of stuff. I mean, so it's like the, for them, to, for, for a political perspective to feel like they did the right thing, like like you kind of alluded to that, his, the NFL washes their hands with it. If no one picks him up, that's that's on on his performance on that pro day. I'm going to call it a pro day because I feel yeah, like that's what that's, it is. Yeah, kinda, yeah, that's, I yeah, mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. He, he came in a league. What was he, like 20, I think he was 24 years old. He came in and he played uh, six years, I think it was, for Niners. So, I mean, you know, like he's – and he hasn't played in three years. I mean, so – We'll see what he's got. He claims he ca- he's kept himself in great shape. I believe him. I yeah, believe I he has. I, yeah. Yeah. So, well, there's um, been those videos with him working out at 530 in the morning. Yeah. Now, videos are videos. I get it. But, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think Kaepernick's in good shape. You know, I, I yeah. you know, I, um, but, uh, yes, I agree with you. And I think he's, yeah, I do. I'm just wondering, just from a football perspective, you know, when you're at this thing for three years and you're playing quarterback, the speed of the game, it's tough to replicate that while you're training. 
you know, the speed of these no guys question. coming at you. But, I mean, that no one's even gotten to that part yet, like, as far as the football part of it. You know, let's see how he is. I, I guess that's – I just want to see how he works well, out. And know? and that's the, that's the other question, Taz, is not only does he have the hill to overcome uh, as far as the distraction hill. And this is not a matter of – you know, everyone has a right to free speech and everything like that. But NFL teams want to minimize distractions, right? Sure, I mean, sure. so – there's the whole angle of of the interview process, but then you hit upon it as well. Where is he? Not I'm not talking about day in day out life walking around. Right. I'm sure he's in peak physical. I'm condition, sure he is. But there's a difference between being in peak physical condition, walking around and doing everyday things, as compared to or just being a you know a, a great former athlete, as compared to playing quarterback in the National Football yeah. League. I mean, well, we're talking about a night and day difference. Yeah. There is a distinction there. You know, how much has he lost in terms of being? away from the game as long as he has been away from the game for. With, with guys coming flying at you that are 8, 9, 10 years younger than you. Yeah. Okay, defensively, that are flying at you. The game, the, you know, every year, if, if you and if you guys think this is an overstatement, anybody listening to the show, every year the speed of the NFL football game gets faster and faster. No question. It's a fact. You're right. So, so you know, every year you're out of it, you're slowing down, right or wrong. You know what I mean? He's no been doubt. out of it three years. So, And, Taz, when you haven't done it in a while, what I mean? you slow down even more. The reaction, to, especially as a quarterback. Yeah. It's not like he's he's playing defensive line or an offensive lineman where he's just going to muck it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, storyline to follow all weekend long as that workout down in Atlanta is going to take place on Saturday for Colin Kaepernick. We'll come back. Sign-stealing in Major League Baseball. Huge story in the athletics surrounding the Houston Astros and their 17 title run. Get into that next. Task Moose, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.